The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, <laughs> Jess Navarra is here with you on this Thursday here in the beautiful SWBC Podcast Studios in Frisco, Texas. Ladies, I missed you. We're back and we are ready to go. Let's get right to it. There was a lot that uh, we didn't get to talk about. We're going to get into it. Um, let's start with your practice report first because we just got that a little bit earlier. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. We have our jar ready if we need it for any puns or anything. Um, but here we go. All right. Damone Clark, he was limited today, again, with a shoulder injury. He was also limited on Wednesday. Rico Dowdle uh, has a hip contusion. He did not participate on Wednesday. However, he was a full participant uh, today. Jim Edoga, dealing with a knee injury, participated fully in Wednesday and Thursday's practice. Peyton Hendershot did not participate with an ankle injury both yesterday and today. Malik Hooker, a shoulder injury, limited both Wednesday and Thursday. C.D. Lamb, he had a rest day. It also says knee there as well. Uh, he didn't participate yesterday. However, he was a full participant today. Zach Martin, uh, he rested as well. And then it also says thigh. He did not participate in Wednesday. However, full participant again on Thursday. Uh, and then Micah Parsons and the injury limited both Wednesday and Thursday. Last but certainly not least, save this one for everybody. <laughs> Tyron Smith did not participate on Wednesday. However, he was a full go on Thursday, leaving mm -hmm. a, a lot of people hopeful. Ladies, we talked to some of the guys in the locker room ahead of Sunday's game, Sunday Night Football. Your Dallas Cowboys will take on the San Francisco 49ers. Christy, let's start with you. Let's get to this O-line because I think that's the biggest conversation right now is what this could look like. You're talking about an offensive line that has not played together for the entirety of this season at any point yet. You can even go back to last season. It's been a while. What have you gotten from the O-line, the yeah. guys you got to talk to in the locker room, what you heard? It's it's good news. And the fact that Tyron's out there as a full participant. And then, uh, Zach, you mentioned the thigh. That's a, the contusion. Yep. Of course, that ankle probably still doesn't feel very good. But the, the fact that uh, he was full uh, today, that that's awesome. And even Chuma Adoga being able to participate fully. Uh, Chuma's actually had the second most snaps among the offensive linemen this year. Uh, Terrence Steele is the only one that ha has taken 100% of snaps snaps among the regular starters um, and so Tyler Smith spoke today and was just talking about how nice it is to have all of the five regulars we expect to be back so it can't the timing can't be any better going against this uh, San Francisco front seven and particularly when you when you're going against Nick Bosa yeah and, and them getting reps kind of I wouldn't say early in the week but just Things kind of being like the game plan being installed and all of them being a part of it, I think is important uh, for this week going up against a defensive line that does so much and moves guys on these fronts. 
um, there. They got a lot of power on this offensive line, on this defensive line. So it'll be good for those. I'm glad those guys got time to practice because communication is going to be so important given what the 49ers like to do on defense. Yeah, and yesterday wasn't really a full practice. Normally Wednesday and Thursday are your hard practices. You know, Wednesday's game, you know, install one, first day of install, then a heavy another day on Thursday. And, And honestly, yesterday their Wednesday practice wasn't, you know, wasn't a full one there. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was more like a, a heavy walkthrough. And so uh, the fact that today that they were doing more. The other thing is Coach is going to be using these Wednesdays moving forward. He's already started it the first month of the season. It's going to go through the end of the regular season where he is giving these veteran days. So even guys like Demarcus Lawrence who aren't on the uh, injury report, giving those guys uh, easy days on Wednesdays uh, just to keep them fresh. And then just wanted to follow up Jess you mentioned uh, C.D. Lamb with the knee Uh, C.D. did talk to the media today and he says he's good to go and you know we'll we'll be ready for Sunday and he said it with a big smile on his face as well yeah Uh, good to mention there something I really look forward to is if this offensive line and your starting five can be out there um, is you start to see that continuity that you haven't gotten to see within this offensive line yet. Yes, you can have your rotation guys, you can have your swing guys, but when you get that solid line that can just continue to work together, grow that chemistry, grow that cadence, grow grow all of the rapport with each other to know those nonverbal cues, it's just going to make this offense stronger. And so uh, really excited to see if that comes to fruition. Aisha, I'm going to turn to you, our local film expert here Mm -hmm. on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. You were talking about a very tough defensive line for (laughs) this uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive line to take on. No matter who's starting, we don't know yet. Uh, We really won't know probably until uh, Saturday, if if not right before the game as well. Mm -hmm. When you look at this offensive line, or excuse me, this defensive line for the 49ers, obviously you have a Nick Bosa. (laughs) You have a lot of weapons. How can the Dallas Cowboys offensive line neutralize what this line can do to be able to protect Dak Prescott and continue to allow not just the run game to establish, but eventually open up the passing game as well. Yeah, I went back and watched a couple games, uh, the Cardinals, the Rams, seeing what success they had um, against this 49ers defense. And it's really crazy because when you look at the 49ers, you – you assume that that defensive line is just dominant, dominant, dominant. And don't get me wrong, they have fantastic players. However, they've been struggling getting home. They're getting a lot of pressures. You're seeing a lot of pressures from Bosa, but it's not consistently that they're just getting home and having a lot of sacks. And when you looked at what the Rams did, I was I was very surprised by how many times Matthew Stafford had clean pockets for a good amount of time and so with the Cowboys I think a lot of teams honor you know just how how um how aggressive you know that defensive line can be hey man there's gonna be there should be passing opportunities there and they also aren't a team that blitzes a whole bunch because they have faith that they can get home with four so this offensive line to me the Cowboys offensive line just has to be stout and maybe not be so reactive to the fact that hey this this defense plays up field they're fast they're aggressive take advantage of that screens things like that getting these getting these guys out in space making them run their linebackers are fantastic however if you run at these guys and if you get them in open space we saw some success last year from Tony Pollard before he got injured as well so I would go I I think there is opportunity there for this um this offense but going against this defensive line you just got to be 
I, I think you got to do some of the horizontal stuff yeah. and, and make them run, make yeah. them run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. And I, I think that they're going to use the aggression against them. Absolutely. And and by that, I mean the um, defensive backs, too. Say that. Yeah. And, and you're right about Stafford having some clean pockets. And then you look at last weekend and, yeah, they took care of the Cardinals. But the Cardinals had a 99-yard drive in that game mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, they were moving the ball. So it's possible. But um, I was very interested by something Coach McCarthy said uh, today and then asked him about it in his uh, walk-off. And we had talked about vision defense. So mm-hmm. we know that, 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 that that's something that um, to expect, as they did back in um, week two. But he says vi- the vision, de- vision and the time clock – is tied to the pass rush. So what that means is the defensive backs, as Aisha says, you know, they're expecting that the line is going to get to the quarterback. And so they kind of have that timing in their head of, okay, I know Bosa, I know Armstead, I know uh, Farrell. I'm expecting these guys, if not to make the sack, to at least affect the passer. So maybe jump a route. Be aggressive. You're going to see um, some press coverage here, mm. and so whether if you can if you can get blocking, then and those guys are being aggressive against your wide receivers in the pass routes. Double moves, baby. Take advantage. Double Absolutely. moves. Use the aggression against them. So. C.D. Lamb was asked about it today, and he says that's the thing is you know that they're going to be physical, and you know that with their pass rush, you might get three and a half seconds to do your route, but you ain't getting four, mm. right, because they're, they're going to be coming. And so these wide receivers are very cognizant of that. They know it's going to be physical. They know that they can't be pushed off their route, but if they can just get that three and a half seconds and just get that just a – Enough of an opening for Dak to get the ball in there. Uh, you know, I, I think there are some chances for some plays. And the other thing is when defensive backs are very aggressive and they're going for the ball, if they don't get it, you've got a chance for yards after catch. Mm-hmm. If you can slip past that guy, then, uh, you know, it's going to be tough sledding against the 49ers, but it's also opportunities for some possible big plays. Yes, ma'am. There you go. I love that. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk a little bit. uh, Cowboys defense, 49ers defense, Cowboys offense, 49ers offense. We're going to talk about a little bit more insight we got in the locker room the last couple of days as well. So make sure to stick with us. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and we will be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
to Girl Stock Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let is, let's talk about the watch party. Your Dallas Cowboys head to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers in week five of the 2023 season. Come out to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium in October, or on October 8th, excuse me, for a free watch party presented by 7-Eleven. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, barbecue, game day fair, and more. Gates open at 6 o'clock and kickoff is at 7.20. So for more information and to claim your free ticket, free, free ticket, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party and go Cowboys, of course. Free tickets, people. No excuse not to be there. <laughs> unless you're not here. I, I mean, I guess that's a good excuse. But if you're here and you're able to go, those watch parties are a good time. It's going to be a great game regardless. Can, can I say what I'm – I'm just – I I am anxious to see if we can get through the pregame warmups without any incidents. Oh, because yeah, if be you guys remember miss. last year, mm -hmm. I I really had not seen this before. And yeah. well, back then it would have been 24 years on the sideline. But um, the specialists are generally out there by mm -hmm. themselves. So you'll have the the kicker, the holder and the deep snapper for both of the teams out there. And they take turns, you know, one will work on one side of the field, one will work on the other. And then they kind of cross paths, you know, switching other sides and sure. stuff. And then some other players will come out there. But there's a good portion of pregame where it's just the specialists. So last year, this uh, playoff game, divisional round, and there's Maher and, and Brian uh, Anger. <laughs> and it can't even get through. The warm-ups, Trent Williams, mm -hmm. who's the all-pro left tackle, they literally, the 49ers are walking through the Cowboys, Brett Maher, and as they're trying to set the ball and not like walking between, you know, in the direct line of the snap, but alongside, getting in the eye line of the players. It's kind of like in golf. You don't, you don't get in the eye line of someone when they're putting mm -hmm. or anything like that. And it's just like... God, man. And, and so there was tension mm -hmm. before the game even kicked off. There was tension when it's just the specialists who were on the sideline, yeah. out on the field, and the rest of the team hadn't even come out there. And so um, actually the officiating crews weren't even out there yet. So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to, to see that there was a... I know that Brian Anger and those guys, they, they were not happy with the way things went with was, that last season. He in was pre -game. angered. Brian he would, anger. Ang oh, was my gosh. Oh. Trent is a mess. There's the pun, John. Let, let, let me look. There Trent, we go. Trent. Yeah, that's, that's how Trent get down. Yeah. That's how he get yeah, down. He's that's, that way. that's who he is. That's, so we'll see how they respond. That's something I definitely thought about as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I was waiting oh for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's continue on. Um, no, Chris, you bring up a really good point and a big topic of conversation with the guys in the locker room is how do you stay even keeled when this is such an emotionally fueled game, whether it is just a week five game to you, you see it that way or not, that can't erase the fact that there is history there and not just the history uh, with, <laughs> with everything going in years past, but specifically these last two years with these teams and with very similar players, right? With like you were just talking about with Trent Williams and how much the last two years you have heard the guys in the locker room talk about this bad taste they have in their mouth from losing to the same team that kind of has their number and that they know it. And they're just so ready to slay that dragon and be done with that rhetoric and be done with the topic of conversation of you can't beat the 49ers. So the big question has been, 
well, how do you stay so even keeled? Does this feel more like a playoff game, really, when you look at it? And I think it really depends on who you talk to. A lot of the guys will go in there. Uh, I like I liked what C.D. Lamb said today. He said, if you talk about history too much, history is going to repeat itself. So mm. we just kind of have to take it as what it is, a Week 5 matchup. Jonathan Hankins earlier in the week had um, a conference call, and he said, yeah, this very much feels like a playoff game. So, again, it just kind of de- depends on who you're talking to. But overall, Aisha, I'm going to go to you first for this. You talked to a lot of the guys today. Mm-hmm. Where are their minds at? going into this game and and what kind of feel did you get out of the locker room after picking their brains a little bit what are you seeing from them just very uh, to me I, I felt a team that's very confident in their game plan confident in their coaching confident in their film study which has been extensive I think I even heard uh I don't know I don't know if it was Mike McCarthy one of them just referenced just how much they they did some extra hours of film study because this specifically also like this offense the 49ers offense it's complex there's a lot going on you know so i i feel like from what i got from talking to a lot of the players is that they're they are it's a quiet confidence it's not a boastful confidence it's a very much so they've seen they've you you mentioned the point that a lot of the 49ers hasn't changed a lot of the cowboys on the offensive side has changed but there just hasn't been a whole bunch of changes in certain things so it's just like you got to go do it you just got to go do it you know what i'm saying so yeah. that's the that's the energy i've gotten from a lot of the guys quiet confidence confident in their game plan and what they've done to get to this point to get over that hump this hump that you know we've been mentioning Christy, yeah quiet confidence was, yeah i love that there was um somebody in the locker room that i knew people were going to swarm a little bit uh, as soon as he came in that was Trey Lance who obviously as you know has a history uh with the San Francisco 49ers so very similar to last week uh when Will Greer was in the chat for the Patriots side of things and uh, we were having that conversation of how he could potentially help you know the Patriots kind of infiltrate uh, the Cowboys systems and and what he knows very similar conversation with Trey Lance did you get to catch up with Trey today and, and hear kind of what he said about returning back yeah Trey kind of he he downplayed it a bit he's <laughs> he like yeah but but what he can pro- provide is insight on why they're doing certain things and and what they're looking for yeah so uh, you know, is does he know the game plan and what to expect? No, but he can he can uh, shed insight on a few things, and and it's helpful. But that that's really as much for the coaches, yeah, uh, for anybody else. But um, it's mainly Cooper Rush that is pretending to be Brock Purdy this week, right? Because <laughs> your backup quarterback yeah. runs the scout team, and so um, the first team defense during the week doesn't practice against the Cowboys first team offense. They practice against the practice squad guys and the backups on the 53-man roster who are running plays off of cards. It's called running car- off cards. And they are running 49ers plays, at least plays that the Cowboys coaches think that the 49ers are going to run. So Cooper Rush would do most of this week pretending to be Brock Purdy. And then Trey Lance would presumably get a few. That's how it generally works um, on a regular regular week but uh let's hope that we don't see Trey Lance in this game because he's going to be the emergency third quarterback again as he is through the first four weeks so the only way that you would see Trey Lance in this game is if both Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush were both injured and not able to return to action you you know what I thought was interesting I'm gonna go to you for this one too is uh you heard Demarcus Lawrence talking about getting to spend some time with Trey Lance as he went into some of the defensive meetings to kind of give his insight and his thoughts. I thought that was really cool um, there as well. 
Aisha, when it comes to somebody like Demarcus Lawrence, mm-hmm. who is just such an impactful player for being a veteran that he is, he sets the tone, he's quick with it. How can both him and Micah Parsons really, really shine in this game? What do they have to do to be able to get that pass rush or earn it, like they like to say, earn that pass rush? What are some of the key things you noticed uh, as far as the 49ers offense goes? How can this D-line on the opposite side of things, we're talking about the Cowboys D-line, earn that pass rush and go from there? Yeah, I think uh, Tank mentioned – you know, staying in the backfield with them, you know, just living in the backfield. Mm -hmm. And the way that you do that, especially with the 49ers, they are a sleight of hand offense, I would say, is that they are looking to get your eyes looking one way and going the other way. One thing that also makes them unique is the fact that they run – double motion rather so it's it's a secondary motion so most offenses you'll see a guy kind of go in motion it's it's for the other team to get some information no these guys they're motioning two sometimes three times on the line of scrimmage and so with the defense when when demarcus lawrence says we just have to play our keys he's being very literal Mm -hmm. it's 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 very difficult to do to be disciplined in that way, but they have to just be disciplined and play their assignment because the 49ers are trying to get you to just slide a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. One guy be out of position, and then they're getting yak yards. So when you're at, to answer your question with someone like a Demarcus Lawrence, that's where he thrives. He is fantastic against the run. He's such a cerebral player, so intelligent. If he can lead with just playing his keys, getting making sure guys are in the right spot, there's going to be plays there. But also, too, the right tackle for the 49ers has had a little bit of trouble. I think it's um, – I can't. I don't want to ruin his name. McKivitz. McKivitz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's given up quite a few pressures, four sacks. Um, he's, he's a gentleman that's still trying to figure out things as well there. And so I expect for Demarcus Lawrence to take advantage of some of those opportunities mm-hmm. well as well. The defense, sure tackling is the number one thing this weekend because they get so many yards after contact, so many yards after catch. And the other thing is, and this is uh, something that Dan Quinn was talking about Monday, and we referenced it briefly on Monday afternoon, but I went through and transcribed because I think this is really important because he was talking about, see, Kyle Shanahan, the he calls the plays for the 49ers and his dad, Mike Shanahan, winning those Super Bowls with the the Broncos back in the 90s. You know, and Mike Shanahan, his run game and the way that they did things, that's not how Kyle does things anymore. It's a different kind of thing, uh, uh, run. And so instead of gap scheme, you know, that's the instead of I'm sorry, Mike ran zone schemes and Kyle r- runs more gap schemes. But here's the thing. What they do a great job of, according to Dan Quinn, is making their play, their pass plays look like their run plays. Mm -hmm. So he says, Mm -hmm. if your pass plays don't look like your run game, they're really not that effective. But one of the things that Kyle and his father certainly had was their run looked like the keepers coming out. The power looked like the trap passes coming down the field. So when you can marry a run look... You marry that to a pass protection look, and that's where they get the advantage. So what does that mean for the defense? It means if you're a linebacker, you can't hesitate in this game. If it's, you're going to have to go downhill, Dan says, to, to do that run. 
But you, you're going to have to be decisive. You can't hesitate because they'll pull a bet and they'll pop it right over mm. you. And that's what Micah that's said. Point. That's what Micah, when I touched base with him today, when I was asking him just about some of the things that they do where they, they bring a fullback or wide receiver or whatever over, across the line and they trap, like what – how do you stop that and how do you do you try to get ahead of that or behind that and he's like no you just got to go do it you can't be hesitant with this offense you, I mean, yeah you can't be hesitant they have to be decisive and just go make the play like whatever you see trust that trust right. that yeah. because what they want you to do is second guess yourself and exactly. be out of position mm-hmm. so it's just a lot of when you talk about sound football demarcus lawrence is one of the absolute best yep. and so i i really think if he leads in that right to play sound the rest of the guys will follow suit and it'll be a good game you know what i think is so interesting too about this game and dan quinn is actually the one that brought this up he was asked about the versatility within the 49ers offense of guys that can play different positions Mm -hmm. right so you you have tight ends that can play receiver you have just really everything and he said well our 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 guys can do that too on this side of the ball so it's versatility versus versatility which is a pretty rare matchup considering that's really hard to do you know you you hear about Dan's defense being able to be so versatile when when you have your linebackers that can be safeties and vice versa and you can kind of move guys around like that that's a really hard task to do it sounds easy when you're just talking about it day to day and you're like oh look uh Bell is now playing safety and and you just don't really think about how difficult that is for these guys to do but when you're able to play those mind games, we talked about this on this podcast last year, and Dan Quinn is so good at keeping people guessing because you don't really know what's coming. 49ers offense is able to do that on the offensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. So you really have a great matchup with the versatility that you're able to just play mm-hmm within this game and I think that's so intriguing about this matchup specifically yeah there are very few defenses that can match up as well as the Cowboys can match up against all of those weapons that the 49ers have and one thing Micah uh, said is that Christian McCaffrey their running back who's leading the league in rushing yards that he's He's just as good as a wide receiver that that Mm -hmm. sometimes you want to put a defensive back on him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's that good at running routes. Christian McCaffrey, by the way, this Mm -hmm. season alone already has 42 points. He is that red zone threat um, that you have to contain. Mm -hmm. You have to contain him, especially in the red zone. Look. They man do. will find the end zone. Yeah, they he will oh, yeah. find he, it. How good is he? He broke Jerry Bro- Jerry Rice's team record for consecutive <laughs> games with a touchdown. Yeah. So that's that's not only how prolific he's been, but how consistent he's been dating back to last season. That was one of the. That's going to go down as one of the great in season trades, I think, in NFL history. Getting Christian McCaffrey the way that they did from Carolina last year. What a what a great move. Yeah, that yeah. offense runs through him. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to uh, granted like they're they're gonna make plays and things like that, but it's he is such an important part of what they do, and they they depend on their running backs a lot. They run, they their running backs do a lot of their work in the open field, and um, Kyle Uzcheck, uh, a, a dying breed in this league, being a, a real fullback, but he can do mm-hmm. so much as a tight end. They use him so much in blocking and blocking schemes. He's he's almost an extra lineman, you know. So I'm also just looking at you know with the 49ers offense, 
they really want to cause traffic. Um, they do a lot of crossers and, um, and and where they're trying to get your guys, they're trying to do like involuntary rub routes and, and things like that. They're trying to. Oh, they're not involuntary. I'm a, listen, I'm trying to be fair. <laughs> look, 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 I'm trying to be fair. What, what, what's the difference between a pick and a rub route? It's just the if, way you say it. Yeah, if you're, if you're on offense, it's a rub route because that's legal. If you're on defense, you were picked and it should have been a go. flag. That's yes. the difference between a pick and a rub. Yeah, and so they, they run a lot of that type of stuff. And so, you know, one of the Cowboys are a heavy man team. They're one of the heaviest, like, running man teams in NFL. I'm really wondering if they're going to maybe run a little bit more zone you know to be able to maybe do some vision defense maybe make Brock Purdy have to fit Mm. balls in small places because when you play man against this team you really play into their hand in the way that they like to clog the line of scrimmage and cluster guys together so uh, for for this defense to be successful I really think that 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 might be something we see more than what we've seen this year is them running more zone concepts Uh, I'm curious to see what you think of Brock Purdy what do you think? I um, I think the guy has uh, he's played incredibly efficient. Mm-hmm. They're running an offense for him that for I'm t- I'm not gonna knock a young player for for having help and figuring things out and sorting through things. I, he's not afraid to take some chances. Um, you know, throwing the ball downfield. It's just they've they've made it to where he does not have to do a whole bunch of decision making, and he's definitely just getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. I think his yeah. accuracy has improved a lot too from last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, if I can steal something from Mark Sanchez, who spent a year here with mm-hmm. the Cowboys, that's the former Jets first, you know, first round pick, quarterback in the league for many years, and he was working the game uh, for CBS last week, and he had the best um, analogy for Brock Purdy, and that's something that we've kind of talked about before, but it's being the proverbial point guard. And that he just he's got so many weapons and gets the ball out so quickly. And that West Coast, it's not the exact same West Coast that Mike McCarthy runs, but it's what have we been talking about this whole offseason and going into this season? Get the ball out quickly. Let the guys make plays, get it to them in space. That's what they've been doing so beautifully um, with Purdy in San Francisco. But Aisha, to to y'all's point. He can get it downfield, too. Yeah. And and Ayuk is something. And Debo Samuel, he hasn't yeah. really been healthy. We haven't seen, like, the real Debo this year. Right. But, oh, my gosh, let's hope that he stays un-Debo-ish, at least for <laughs> yeah. another weekend. Un-Debo-ish. Debo was on the practice report yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for the 49ers. I haven't gotten today's uh, just yet, but Debo was on the practice report, and I'm trying to Yeah, see I think he's it. battling shoulders. Yeah, so. uh, uh-huh. It says right here on Wednesday he was limited with ribs and knee N- so ribs ribs okay oh that's a tough one to, as a young. wide receiver so he got yeah, popped so he got he popped did. a couple games ago yeah and he's been he's been hasn't struggling. been the same yeah he's been struggling with that but yeah it's you mentioned Ayuk and those guys touching. Oh, oh he's a freak Deron Bland, yeah. Bland's gonna I think they're gonna think that matchup's gonna be cool because they yeah. they played against each other in college you think they're, they're gonna travel brand uh Deron Bland no but maybe I would rather him Okay, I would oh. rather him have to deal with him because uh, Brandon Ayuk out of his out of his releases, his yeah. route running has just improved so much. And when they do, um, I mean, they're they're not taking a lot of shots downfield, but when they do, they're effective because yeah. people are again 
they're biting on what's going on at the line of scrimmage and all the decoration stuff. I call it mm. decoration. Yeah, <laughs> decorations, yeah. window dressing. Sprinkles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know. mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk has 320 <laughs> yards so far this season. He is 17 of 20 targets. He uh, averages about 18.8 yards per carry. Ooh, Mind you, he's played three lot. games this season, not four. So imagine if uh, that was four games. He has two touchdowns. His longest reception so far uh, has been 42 yards. One thing so. about Purdy, though, one thing that Mike McCarthy, I heard him mention, you know, when you talk about the turnover battle, is that the statistics show that there's more turnovers coming from sh from fumbles and, and um, from quarterbacks and one thing about Purdy, he he's put the ball on the ground. He will put the ball on the ground. Not, just not this year, it's, necessarily. Yeah, not they haven't been recovered, yeah. but he's done it. He's yeah. done it four yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that that's why that's why I felt like mm -hmm. Demarcus Lawrence mm. said, "You gotta yeah. go take it." Yeah, Ooh, you gotta yep. go take it. So it's great. Let's go ahead and take our next break. When we come back, we have a special guest to introduce to you here on the podcast, and we of course have to talk about our predictions. Who we think is going to have a big game. So, ladies, I'm going to give you a heads up, and I'm going to let you think about it this time. I'm not just going to spring it on you. Uh, when we come back, make sure to uh, stay tuned. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about, and you're not going to want to miss who our special guest is. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Stick with us. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We have a special guest here, but we have to read this first, and then we'll introduce you. Uh, check out the latest and greatest addition to tours at AT&T Stadium and at the store in Frisco. Meet Jerry Jones, an interactive experience. Get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of Jerry Jones with the focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with AT&T. This interactive technology gives tour goers the opportunity to ask Mr. Jones a variety of questions. For more information and to book your visit, visit DallasCowboys.com slash tours. All right. Well, you may have noticed we have somebody else here on this table, our fourth seat filled. This is Nicole Hutchinson, and Nicole is your new Dallas Cowboys team reporter. We are so excited to have you on. Thank you for joining us. She's going to be here with us on the podcast every day now. So we are welcoming in here, welcoming her in here with open arms to all of our crazy shenanigans. Nicole. Thank you all so Thank much. You. I've been watching you guys for the past couple of weeks, so I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so awesome. Uh, looking forward to working with you guys every day. We're so excited. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you come from? 
all the good things, all things to call, what do we need to know? Gotcha. Uh, so I came from a sports anchor reporter local TV background. Um, so I started off in Alexandria, Louisiana when I graduated from college at Howard University. And then I went on to work at the Tennis Channel for like a couple of weeks, did some work with them. And then I landed a spot as a sports anchor reporter in Lexington, Kentucky, covering the University of Kentucky, uh, women's basketball, football, men's basketball, so pretty much all those sports. Oh, yeah. Now I'm here. Man, Kentucky's been on fire with their football. Everyone thinks of it as a basketball school. Man, the past two years, last year was a little downfall after the year before, but this year I feel like they got Georgia this week. I know Patrick with no C is going to hear me and say this, but I think they're going to get the dub against Georgia. They're playing really well. Oh, man. Yeah. Those are fighting words. Fight words. I know. I know. I'm confident in those boys. Uh, They've got (laughs) a lot of talent on that team, so sad I won't be able to miss it, but I'm here covering the Cowboys. Yeah, if you're originally, if you're from... Louisiana had time there. Your, have your allegiances always been to the Cowboys? or So I'm Uh-oh. from Houston, Texas. There we go. Uh, it's oh, coming out. Texans. Oh. Oh. airing some dirty <laughs> listen, already. Oh, my no, gosh. No, no, no. I respect what D'Amico got going on over there. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're on their way back. They're on their way back. I'm from Galveston, Texas, so oh. originally. So, you know. Respect. Respect. My mom, though, her side of the family, they're all Dallas Cowboys fans. So when they knew I got the job, they were screaming and hollering um but no i've been a houston texas fan grew up technically as a chicago bears fan because my dad no. played for the bears but um after there that go yeah then i kind of i was like let me switch over to the texans and now i'm gonna be a cowboys fan i can feel it i feel it coming you feel so. it brewing well <laughs> nicole you just started and so yeah. What has been the – you were in the locker room today. Yeah. What has been the thing that's uh, – what a week to start, first of all. Let's start there. What has been the <laughs> thing that has stood out to you the most uh, from this team, just what you've seen in the locker room yeah. and what you've gathered uh, about them going into this Week 5 matchup? I'd say their confidence. Um, every single time you talk to a player or just hear a player talk, you hear how they're so confident in this week. And uh, I actually got a chance to ask Dak. I was like, listen, I know you're probably tired of hearing about you know the last two playoff losses to – the 49ers but he was like pretty much you know we were thinking about what he was saying but uh no I know he was probably like you know underlying I know they're just confident and ready to prove a lot of people wrong um because they're going in as the underdogs for the first time this year so yeah I think that confidence is like the biggest thing uh, that I've gathered from this team yeah we called it quiet it's like a quiet confidence it's not boastful but it's like I trust my game plan. I yep. trust my I trust my teammates, and it's it's just that's the energy I felt this yeah. week too. Yeah, and, and it's a different team from the way that that game ended, or even oh, partway through point. the game, because when Tony Pollard suffered the ankle injury yeah. in that that game, that basically after he went out, that offense was kind of like a car that you get stuck in the mud and you're yeah. spinning the tires but you're not you're not getting anywhere and so not only is Pollard back and the number one back and healthy going into this game and by the way Rico Dowdle being able to practice today Ooh. in spite of the hip injury that's important <laughs> but but Brandon, Brandon Cooks you yeah, know yeah. we haven't really seen him unleashed mm-hmm. yet and yep. so I this is this offense for the Cowboys, as good as they were last year, they're better. They they yeah. weren't. Yeah, that that yeah. wasn't f- the full thing that we saw in that divisional round game. So I'm super excited for Sunday. Absolutely, and you know what I what I find so interesting. We talked about this earlier this week. Was Mike McCarthy hasn't had to show his full hand yet, and mm-hmm. this is the perfect opportunity that if you want to show your full hand and what exactly your team can do. 
everything has been building up for this team to do that in this game. I mean, you're talking about Brandon Cooks. He hasn't gotten cooking yet. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I felt that one come. I just she knew it. it. She I knew it Jazzy coming. beat me to it. There, there we you go. go. I knew oh, it was coming. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm running out of coins, Jazz. <laughs> I'm going to make Christy take a you mortgage to, out of Yeah, it. second Literally. mortgage. <laughs> no, but, but my point is you haven't seen it yet because you haven't had to. And you have – what a good problem to have is you have just this room full of playmakers that you didn't know – this, you know, the last time th- these two teams met, you didn't know what your wide receiver group would look like. Yeah. You didn't know what your tight end group was capable of, and they're coming together as well on that side too. Your running back group, you didn't know you wouldn't have Ezekiel Elliott, who was banged up the last time that they played, and he really was trying to take that full load in this previous game. Tony Pollard goes out, and your momentum shifts. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of went from there. But now you also have these guys that as much as they say this is just another game – they want that monkey off yep. their back. They oh, yeah. don't want to talk about it anymore. And like you said, Nicole, uh, I loved your question to Dak today. All right, we have about five minutes left. So one thing I want to pose to the table is there's still two kryptonites of this Dallas Cowboys team that seem to haunt them, uh, if you will, when it comes to their losses or just not their best showing. One being the run defense and then the other one being uh, the red zone woes and not capitalizing in the red zone. Um Aisha, I'll start over here with you. What can the offense do to make sure that the red zone conversation is put to bed this week? What do they need to do in the red zone specifically against this 49ers defense? Man, listen, I'm trying to see some RPO. (laughs) I'm trying to see Dak get some touches down there. I'm trying to see them, you know... With this offensive line being put together, we'll see how they run the ball down there. But something's got to give. I mean, the 49ers are 23rd in red zone scoring rate. So it's, they, it's people are scoring 66% down there on them. So that's kind of where they get a little fluky. Cowboys are ranked 30th at 36.84 in the red zone as far as a scoring percentage. So that battle right there is like it's pivotal to what what the turnout of this game is going to be mm-hmm. um i for me it's it's really just seeing a little bit more of the rpo it, it, if you look at some of the previous games it looks like there's been opportunities there for dak i want him to take them because the, the 49ers are an aggressive defense they get upfield the middle of that the middle of that defense sometimes is open just because those guys are so aggressive so rpo, RPO. put some of that in there for me i want to see some of that for my quarterback yeah i just want to see Tony Pollard play a full game against him because I'm really He's excited so uh, about that. And when you talk about the middle, tight ends. Say and, that. And then, them really yep. stepping up and, and targeting them, that that's really going to help in your red zone, not just for this game but through the season. Yeah, I want to see those wide receivers actually get a huge game. I know CeeDee Lamb, uh, that first touchdown targeted to a wide receiver last week. Uh, so I really want to see these wide receivers. And Brandon Cooks, he has not – I'm not going to say it. He's not had a – no, I'm not going to say, say it. it. I'm not going to say it. We haven't seen um, a lot out of him, but that's why they got him, you know, for games like these. So I really want to see these wide receivers have a big game. You know, what I want to see, and, and I'm bouncing off of Christy here with Tony Pollard, I want to see your other running back special packages that you have mm. with the Deuce Vaughn and a Hunter Lipke in the red zone. I think Hunter is that unspoken hero or overly spoken if yeah. you get on Twitter and they're praising him, calling him Governor and President Lipke uh, on Cowboys Twitter. But I want to see those special packages that you hear about that, that they have and we just haven't seen yet. I want to see a little bit of more Deuce Vaughn uh, in there as well. But Overall, I just want to see what the solution is. Who's your red zone guy? I want to see that starting to be established this week going forward. I don't think it needs to yeah, just be one guy. It doesn't need to be 
Yeah. One, yeah. Yep. Multiple, yeah. multiple. Well, for this it, game. It, for this game, I need yeah. to see somebody. Because with the matchups, it could be a different guy each week, and that's yeah. what's yep. so wonderful is you have so many weapons. Versatility. But here's the thing. Whatever, it, it's going to be who wins the takeaway battle. What go. do we, it, last year, what did I say every week going into a game? Whoever wins the turnover <laughs> battle. Well, dang it, with this one, they've it. only had one giveaway. The Cowboys have only had one giveaway. So you can, there are so many weapons on each side of the ball. Both of these teams, you cannot yeah. give away your possessions yeah. and give them extra ones. Let's go around the table. Who do you expect to have a big game? Yeah, y'all already said it, but uh, Brandon Cooks. I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity in this secondary to take advantage, shallow crossers, things of that nature. I, I think that he should be able to sit in some of those zones and, and do some things there. He's savvy, really savvy. But this is, again, this is an aggressive forward-playing defense. Run past him. Run past them, show that threat, and go ahead and, you know, just go ahead and do it. Like, I'm ready to just see it. So Brandon Cooks is – Really one of the guys that I think could open up this offense for the rest of the whole game if they even just go at him early in a deep pass. So let's do it. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I'm going with CeeDee Lamb, though. You haven't seen the best of him yet this season uh, just because he hasn't been targeted that much. Uh, so I want to see him actually be explosive. He's one of the fastest receivers out in the league. Uh, so I want to see him. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a lot of success this week, especially by the way that he was so confident in the locker room earlier when we got a chance to talk to him. I'm going to go defensive side of the ball, and I've actually been vacillating between Leighton Van Der Esch because mm-hmm. you talk about going mm-hmm. downhill and stopping the run, and and just yep. But yeah. but the, but then, then then I'm thinking Donovan Wilson or J. Ron Curse, J. Ron with the way that you can do that. You, okay, if you, I was you, shocked you you didn't you, say you, you can do Donovan, shocked. and I'll oh go with J. Ron. How about that? Yeah, Jess, who are you going to go with? I'm going with Jake Ferguson, Fergie Ferg. You saw him getting warmed up last week, and that's because he's getting ready to go. He's getting ready for takeoff. You need that yak ability. With this game, this is a game of yardage. You need it. You need to be able to push through. You cannot afford to get behind the sticks at any point in this game. Shoot yourself in the foot. No self-inflicted wounds. And Jake Ferguson is going to make sure you're always pushing for that extra yardage, even if it's on a third down situation. What have you? I'm expecting maybe he doesn't get the most receptions, but he's going to give you very, very good receptions when he gets yeah, the ball. Move the sticks. Move the sticks. I just want to change my change it. Yeah, change it. Change it. Hey, Jonathan Hankins. Yes, stop the run. The difference maker. Like I Love talked to him in the locker room today, and he is just so happy to be here to be a part because I didn't even think about like they were so stout against the run last year mm-hmm. with the 49ers. They shut down that stuff, and he was coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. He was coming off of a pec mm-hmm. strain. Mm-hmm. So him not even being 100% and him clogging up that lane and then making such a difference for those linebackers to play free and those safeties. And Jonathan Hankins is a guy that I, I think is going to make a difference to tater tots, y'all. I mean, it's oh, my gosh. Oh, dang, uh, this is the last quarter. No more puns or tater tots or barnacles. <laughs> y'all got to let us curse in peace. It's my curse word. <laughs> well, I would rather you say that and not actually curse. I don't want to get away. Wait, I'm late. What is the tater tots? It's just a, it's curse, just word. a curse word. It's a filler oh, word. It's so just a tater tots. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, we're going to have to come up with something for you for this pun jar. So uh, if anybody has any she suggestions, no you leave it in the comments hey, we got enough we can get like two orders of tater tots so far <laughs> well thank you nicole for joining us she's going to be you. here with us starting monday every day so you're not gonna see the last of her today uh welcome her with open arms where can thank they you. follow you on twitter
Twitter? Um, in Hutchison TV. There you yep. go. Follow her. Give her all the love. Welcome her to our Girls Talk Boys Talk family. Thank you. Ladies, we have come to the end of our time here on the podcast. It goes by quick when you're having a good time. Um, but thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate everybody that uh, listens to us every week. We'll be back here same time, same place, Monday morning on Del- Monday afternoon. Oh my goodness, Monday afternoon at four o'clock. <laughs> Tellscowboys.com for Aisha, which is this way. Christy, Nicole, and Jess. We appreciate y'all so much. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe watching the game wherever you're watching it. Go Cowboys and Carpe Omnia. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!